Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out at TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter. TomBartonSports at gmail.com. You want to be part of the show. Yeah, we always love to hear from you guys out there. Look, the NFL draft has come and gone. Once again, I have over <laughs> overshot the importance of the Ivy League. Well, look, it's an Ivy League show. I guess that's okay here, and I guess you guys are okay with that. But it seems every year that I've done this, and even before I had this official show uh, with the great people uh, that are part of Believe, I, I talked about it on my radio show for 20 years. I talked about the Ivy Leagues. And I always seem to sort of overshoot where these guys are going to go. I could go back to Cameron Brayton, Anthony Frisker. I could go back to uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Guys that I really did believe um, would, would all make it in the pros. They would all be drafted before they, they were. They all fell in the draft. Even last year, I was completely wrong. Uh, and it seems like I, I'm more right than wrong, though, where the guy should have been drafted. So that's a good thing. Okay, I mean, that that's the good thing. But I want to put it out there. Look, I am obviously, I watch more Ivy Leagues than most people out there. I will go out there and say, I probably watch more Ivy League football than a lot of the scouts out there. Okay, I'm not telling you that they don't do their due diligence, but I understand. It's hard to watch all that. So when I sit back and I proclaim that a player should be going in like the third round and he doesn't go until the fifth or the sixth, which happened this year, uh, maybe, maybe I have a different opinion and a different aspect on, on things than they do. Okay, but I've been right more than wrong. I, I yelled and screamed about Kyle Juszczyk. I yelled and screamed about Cameron Brait. Yelled and screamed about uh, Frisker, uh, Burke. I, I mean, I could go down the list of guys that I thought that they would be drafted. Now, look, I never think an Ivy League player is going to be drafted in the first or second round. And even the third round is usually a stretch for me. It, it's getting into that fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. When you look at the draft this year, I knew that there was a lot of wide receiver talent I also knew, and by the way, on my Believe in Betting show, I turned around and I, I said, give me over three and a half wide receivers taken in the first round. Four went off the board right away. One, two, three, and four right in succession. But even in the first round, when you look at the wide receivers that went, you go, okay, they didn't go until the 20s, right? So it wasn't like in a, 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 a huge wide receiver class. I then went into the second round and there wasn't really a lot and into the third round and I honestly believe that Yoshivash, the way that I was watching the draft unfold, I thought that before the draft, I think he's a third-round talent, okay? I think I said on here last week, he probably could go in the third round, more like a fourth, fifth. He doesn't go until the sixth, right? He doesn't go until the sixth. Um, and, and you look at why he went to the sixth, it has nothing to do with his numbers. Has nothing to do with his size. The guy's six foot two, two twelve. Okay, is it prototypical size? Yeah, kind of is. I mean, it really kind of is. He is real fast after the catch. He's going to get you yak yards, right? Um, in the forty yard dash, he was timed at four point three nine. 
That's fast. Six catches, 943 yards, 14.3 yards per clip. The way he contorts his body to get to the ball is exactly what players like, uh, what coaches like in a player. That's what they need. Okay? This all made sense for him to get drafted before he did. But wide receivers did start to fall in the draft. I could go out there and I could name some other ones. Look, look uh, Josh Downs, who I thought was fantastic from North Carolina, didn't get drafted until the third round. Right? So, I mean... You look at this and you go, yeah, guys like this, guys in the draft, um, they, they fell a little bit. But that's not really, <laughs> I mean, the answer here. Yoshiva should have went before that. I mean, he just should have. He should have went before where he did go. That was seriously one of the, the issues that I kind of had with it. But again, I didn't think he was going to be one of those top picks. We, we know he was not going to be a first rounder with the Flowers and the Addisons. We, we knew that, right? Now you start to get into um, the second round. Uh, the Reeds, the Jaden Reeds, the Rashid Rices, uh, the Marvin Mims. I could argue that he's right there with all of those guys. I could argue that. Third round, what do we have in the third round? Nathaniel Dell went uh, in the third round. I, I, I could certainly argue that he's better than Nathaniel Dell. Okay, Jalen Hyatt. Look, Jalen Hyatt lasted until the third round. Jalen Hyatt's a guy I think could have been a, a second-round pick, uh, maybe even crack the first. I like Jalen Hyatt. Real speedy guy. So and you're not feeling that bad. Cedric Tillman went in the third. Josh Downs, like I said, went in the third. Michael Wilson went in the third. Trey Tucker went in the third. Here was the run. Here was the run. Trey Tucker's a good player. I think I think uh, Yoshibashi is a better player. And here was the run. I said, okay, third round, here we go. We're going to get late third, early fourth. And now the fourth round comes, and you got Darius Davis, Charlie Jones, Tyler Scott into the fourth round. So three players into the fourth round. I think he should have went before all of them. Justin Shorter, uh, Deonta Vion Wicks. Yeah, he's better than both of them. Paku, he's better than him out of BYU. Parker Washington, Kayshawn Boutte, who actually fell quite, quite a long way. Trey Palmer then goes into the six. A.T. Perry into the six. Uh, Elijah Huggins into the six. Hutchinson's into the six. I mean, he's better than, than most of these guys. And he's going to have a better NFL career. Look, he found out uh, he was going to the Cincinnati Bengals, and, and you could not be more just absolutely ecstatic for the guy. He goes into a passing offense with a really good quarterback, but he's also going into a spot where he will get playing time. Look, Tyler Boyd is going to stay around forever. There's questions if T. Higgins is even going to be on the team next year because they can't afford him, right? So they're going to have to turn over that roster. They're going to have to turn over that um, that depth chart eventually when you start to turn around and you look at this. He also gets a good spot where if he is in a spot and a position that he makes an impact, I, I mean, what better quarterback can you have in the league? right now to make you into a receiver. What better coaching staff? Look, I don't I don't absolutely love the coaching staff as a whole, but an offensive coaching staff? Yeah, I do. And right now, where he sits right now, where Yoshivach sits right now, he's the immediate backup to T. Higgins. Okay? Their depth chart, you know, you have left wide receiver, right wide receiver, and slot player, okay? Their slots are uh, Tyler Boyd, Charlie Jones, and Trent Taylor. I don't know if Trent Taylor makes the team, I don't know if Charlie Jones makes the team, okay? I'm not positive. So Yoshivash was thought, thought to be a slot receiver. Left wide receiver, you got Jamar Chase, Trenton Irwin. Those are, are, are fine. 
Lasseter and uh, Sheridan Jackson. Cedric Jackson there. Okay, that's fine. But Yoshibash is listed as number two to T. Higgins for the right wide receiver spot. Now, T. Higgins has a history of injuries. Yes. Uh, it's also interesting that they put him as the right wide receiver and the immediate backup to a guy that is in contract negotiations that might be leaving. And they didn't put him in the slot with Tyler Boyd, who, oh, by the way, is getting older as well. But they didn't put him in the slot. Because if they put him in the slot, Charlie Jones is, is in front of him. And he's got competition with Trent Taylor. You put him at right wide receiver, and this is where the Cincinnati Bengals selected and put Yoshibash for this. They put him at number two behind T. Higgins. Guys, I think I think that's a path to playing time. And not only this year, I, I think it's a path to playing time long term. I'm, I'm very happy about where he landed. I don't like that he went to the sixth, but I would rather him go in the sixth to a team that immediately puts him as a number two on a team that might have some wide receiver turmoil soon and turnover in the next couple of years than if he fell down in the draft, right? And he uh, and he went fourth, but he went to a team that didn't have a spot for him. By the way, Princeton's head coach, uh, Bug Suarez, a, a former Bengals assistant offensive line coach. So there's some connection there as well. So we got out of the draft, and there was no other Ivy League players drafted. But the two guys I told you would land on a team were signed pretty immediately after the draft as free agents, which happens a lot to the Ivy League. Henry Bird, offensive lineman from Princeton, went to Denver. And Truman Jones, the defensive end from Harvard, who I am very high on, went to Kansas City. Both really good, really good spots for them. Really good spots when you start to look at the depth charts for both of these teams. I, I, I think both have a real good shot at making the 53-man roster. I do. I'm looking at uh, the 53-man roster, and I'm saying, okay, it might be a little bit hard for Henry Bird because where they list Henry Bird is fourth on the depth chart, okay? But I see some way that he could get in there. You, you're, yeah, look, Bowles, Powers, Cushenberry, uh, Menorenz, and McClinchy are, are, are the four, or the five, I'm sorry, on the offensive line. You're not going there. Henry Bird, they're putting him at left guard, okay? That's where they have him. So you have Ben Powers, an unrestricted free agent, is first. Bailey Quinn is the second stringer. Parker Ferguson's the third stringer. And Henry Burza. I think he could jump Parker Ferguson. I do. I think he could jump over Ferguson. Uh, can he jump over Bailey Quinn? I don't know, but I think he's got a shot to make this team. Okay? I think he's somebody that can make this team, uh, given what we are looking at right now. Then you look at the guy that I was all into, and that, um, of course, is the defensive end from Harvard, Truman Jones, goes to Kansas City. I don't know if there's a better spot for him to have landed. The Chiefs' depth chart for 2023 gives him an opportunity to not only make the team, but to potentially play some serious downs, right? I mean, you look at where Truman Jones slots in. He's a right defensive end, but he could play left defensive end as well. If you're talking about left defensive end, I mean, Mike Dana is the backup left defensive end, right? I mean, that's what, what, what you're looking at. Now, Denver went out there and they grabbed a guy uh, that, that is going to be the immediate backup for uh, a, a unrestricted free agent at right defensive end. But I see Truman Jones as a pure pass rusher in a rotational defense like this. I think Truman Jones has a path to playing time as well. 
So I think it's a good landing spot for Truman Jones. I think he makes a 53-man roster. I think he's got a shot for some playing time, maybe get a couple of sacks if he could become that pure pass rusher. Henry Bird, it's going to take some time. I'm hoping that he gets onto the 53-man roster. I don't see significant time for him, but I think he could crack it eventually. But Yoshivash, I'm real excited about. I know it didn't work out the way that he wanted on draft night. I know with a lot of us that are listening in, we wanted him to go higher, but he found a great situation. It would not surprise me if in 2024, Yoshivash is a starter on the Cincinnati Bengals. That is that would not surprise me. Trade Higgins, Boyd, you know, is a slot guy. It wouldn't shock me. I think he could handle that. I think he's going to get some catches this year, and I think he's going to be a guy that uh, we all look at and go, he should have been about a second or a third round. All right, guys, it's going to do it for me. Make sure you listen in next week. I am Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Have a good Ivy week out there, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.